You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today's Monday, it's May 14th. It's 2018, it's episode 311, it's Jason, it's Rob, it's a new Tascam box that we're recording through tonight. It Uh, is. How do we sound, ladies and germs? How do we sound? Do we sound any different? Do we sound... I feel like I sound a little hollow in the phones. What do you think? um, I mean, you you sound normal to me, but I feel like I sound a little hollow. Could just be your soul. Well, (laughs) considering that I don't even believe in the existence of a soul, it's probably true. (laughs) That's probably what it is then. Yeah. Um awkward. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a I'm I'm just I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about the audio. Cause I I think we talked last week about how our uh test cam box got aged out. Aged out. Uh-huh. So this is the new ta- we went from the test cam six hundred to the test cam US two X two. Two X two, two by two, right? Two by two, right. Uh and um all things considered, uh, we're pretty lucky. We haven't had to spend too much money on uh, on audio equipment for this stupid thing that we do every week. Um, but that's okay, you know. So, so not the end of the world that we had to. It's eventually upgrade some equipment. It's true. This not one the is end of the world. apparently powered by USB, which is pretty cool. Apparently, I hope it doesn't sound like crap. Well, you said you tested it before, right? Well, I tested it with the power plugged in, not by USB. All right. Well. <laughs> are you sure the power is plugged in because it was not just now uh, i mean it was I, then i unplugged it because i didn't want to leave it on okay and then apparently uh-huh. it stayed on all right well so that's pretty great if it's powered by usb yeah sure no that's great wow. i mean it theoretically lots of things could be powered by usb it's a common it's yeah, a common, coming out of the back of my computer that's just you know if what it's I mean? a powered port right i know but yeah whatever I have I have one specific USB port on my computer at home that is identified as still delivers active power even if the machine's p- turned off. As long as the machine is plugged into the wall, it has pass through power, so I can plug my f- charge my phone or something on that it. Must be exciting for you. Uh, it was just it was new to me and I hadn't thought about yeah. that before. It makes sense though. Yeah. Hey, we have soda. You want to have some yeah. soda? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about this it's soda. So Jason. delicious is what it is. Uh, so I have no idea. I've never had this before. It okay. is Sioux City prickly pear mm-hmm. and i literally saw it and was like well why not yeah i've I had like the uh, sioux city sarsaparilla before and that's pretty tasty it is yeah. yeah so now we're gonna find out if this is also tasty right okay there it went hmm i'm guessing kind of a berry flavor oh no hmm. smells kind of odd it does smell a little odd it smells a little like toilet water <laughs> hmm hmm yeah that just tastes like a jolly rancher like oh. a like a strawberry Jolly Rancher. It does. It's just strawberry flavor. It's not very prickly or peary. No, it's a, it might be a little oversweet if you a ask me. Oversweet. Yeah. It tastes like a liquid Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Yeah, a little little uh, sweeter than I would like. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking into it like like an empty empty solo cup. I feel like I'm a little echoey. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to, uh, we'll have to deal with it for the, tonight and and this this week and next week's episodes. Let's Maybe see we'll, if you really are that echoey. Yeah. So I mean, we're not going to change it up here tonight, but we'll uh, we'll mess around with that. See if we can I can clear that up a little bit in the future. And I need to try and read the literature that came with the thing. It could be that you are 
the way you have your volume set is too loud because when I look over there, I'm barely hitting yellow and you are constantly hitting yellow. Talk again. Talking with, with the thing at a normal volume into the microphone when I'm at a comfortable angle. I don't know. Audio is stupid. That right there on the floor, there's the instruction booklet. I promise you I will never read it. So All right, well, I'll just take it home with me. You can even take the box home with you if you want to mess around with it. I don't care. I'll, I'll take the instructions home with me at least. Okay. Because, so yeah, because I know you don't care and can't be bothered. So nope. I will... Uh, that is correct. I will read it uh, before our next recording session. Anywho... Hi. Hi. Hi, Builders. Hey, I finally saw Infinity War. You did. Yeah. Um, probably shouldn't talk about it. No, we can't talk about it, but I can... I can. I, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know how upset I am. He's upset about the theater-going experience, not the movie, just to be Yeah, clear. correct. Like, it, and it's, it's just one of those things where I just start to wonder, is it even worth it to go to the movies anymore? Here's something we should talk about that's better than that. <sighs> okay. I was just reading an article today that, that hypothesized how are they supposed to advertise... For upcoming movies, right? In light of Infinity War is... it's Don't talk about it, Jason. We can't talk about this. There's another Avengers movie coming, right? We can't talk about this. We can't talk about it? We can't talk about this because there's no way to talk about this without discussing details of Infinity War. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we just can't. If you listen and you haven't seen Infinity War, this is is your fault that we can't talk about this. Anyways, it was a very interesting article. I read that, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. This is not good podcasting because we can't talk about the thing we're talking no, about. No, because I guarantee like 75% of the people are like, I know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. But we're not going to be those guys who ignore 25% of our audience. I feel like we're those guys okay. every we're single episode. That. <laughs> we, we try not to be outright disrespectful right. and, and careless right. about things. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. And inconsiderate. Anyways, let's talk about other stuff then. Uh, anyway, I guess Infinity War was pretty good though. It was very good. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you should good. see it again, and you'll be like, "Wow, that was really good." I'm gonna totally wait for it to be on Netflix or something, or I don't know, some streaming service. Oh, well, it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, sometime before the next one comes out, you I might saw be it. able to watch it. I saw it. It's fine. I'll Whoa. wait. I'm Rob. I don't like stuff. <laughs> I do like stuff. I don't like bad stuff. Right. That's the thing, Jason. Yeah, That's the know. thing. Well, what else is going I feel on? Like you draw in bad stuff sometimes. <laughs> You're like a bad stuff magnet. Uh, I don't know what else is going on. Stuff. Stuff, things. Um, what else? Had lunch with uh, Jason Katarski. That's always fun. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How, I like uh, that guy. How's that guy? He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. Yeah. He's doing his, his biking and his and his punk rock banding and his uh, his zine writing. And his publishing. And his, his game publishing. And his wife's a roller derby queen now. Yep. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. She's in a roller derby. Her name is Scary Magdalene. She is she is on a roller derby team, I believe, yeah. is, is the way to say that. She's got a roller derby team. I don't know. <laughs> what was that accent? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of liked it, though. <laughs> Let's hear more of that. <laughs> I don't even actually know what I just did. I don't know either, but She's got do a again. roller derby team. It's great. Okay, yeah. Loves the roller derby. <laughs> I don't even know what... I literally don't even who, know what who, is. who is this character, Jason? I have no idea. Who is he? He needs a name. I don't know that. To me, that actually sounded more like a female voice. Okay, who? What's her name? I don't know. Estelle. Maybe it's like Laverne. Laverne. Laverne's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Where's yeah. Laverne from? Uh, she's Laverne from West Covina. Okay, that sounds like a thing. All right. Well, well, I'm excited to see where this new character uh, goes <laughs> tonight. Anyways, so yeah, let's let's talk about stuff. <laughs> um yeah 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 so um 
Man, this stuff is super sweet. It is super sweet. It's kind of too much. The stuff I have for next week should be less sweet, so that's cool. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about a topic because this topic is so huge. It's going to take the whole. Man, time. I don't want to talk about a topic. Oh, I don't want to. We actually have two topics for the next which topic for this show and for the next show. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean they may not be good. I don't know. I'm not sure. We never know. Like literally, one of us can say a topic and the other one's like, oh, that sounds terrible, but okay. And then it turns out to be great, or we yeah. could be like, "Hey, I got this idea for top." We're like, "Oh my gosh, it's amazing!" Rawr! And then it's terrible. What would Laverne say about that topic? <laughs> about that? I don't know what she would say. I literally can't. Rem- I can't like. It's like I'm having trouble like remembering uh-huh. that accent. Like uh-huh. you know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah, sure. Well, we'll we'll come back to it. So the topic tonight we were going to talk about is. Uh, I feel uh, like Laverne would hate all board games in general, just by principle. Just hate the board so, games. So, Laverne, let, let's drill down on that. Why? Why? Why are you so anti-board games? Board games are for children. Children. Okay. Well, but but I, I mean, what's wrong with having fun? Children like to have fun. Don't you like to have fun, Laverne? What it's do you a, do for fun? Fun's a dry martini and a cigarette. You know. Wow. Uh, so, Laverne, tell me, what do you think about our current political climate? <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's probably a good idea. Oh, 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 I don't believe in climate change, so probably it's not. There's no political climate. There's no change. <laughs> okay. All right. Have so another cigarette. So yeah. Okay. So our topic tonight. Topic is, tonight is. is uh, uh, I, oh, this was suggested by someone. This is suggested by me. Okay. So sorry, builders out yeah, there. Yeah, this was actually my idea. Um, the the topic tonight is uh, is. Customizable card games or, or collectible card games, CCGs. It's collectible. Is it, I never know which which is right. No. Okay, well, it's collectible. Collectible so card games. Know. So CCGs, right? CCGs are big business, right? It's a big deal. Well, there's also CCCGs, which are customizable collectible card games. <sighs> or there's just the CCCC, which is the customizable collectible collections. Yeah, yeah, and they're on a continuum, and they have a contingency. Of corpses. <laughs> I'm running out of C words. <sighs> so the question I, I had was why not why? That's a wrong that's a wrong question. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, no, so so I was thinking about it, it it where we are at our level as game designers and not not you know people who aren't Eric Lang. <laughs> so people who are independent freelance guys like us, you know, just just kinda kinda trying to to do some fun stuff now and then. Losers. Yeah. Yeah. So losers like us <laughs> who uh, are enjoying game design, um, do we have any interest in going down the road of making a CCG, right? And I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. It's a big thing. So is that Ginormous. something either of us would be interested in pursuing? Number one, interested in pursuing. Number two, it's something that we would actually consider putting effort and time and energy and, and creative uh, creative energy into. And then number two, if not, why? Why not? Um, it, or, you know, because if we're not going to do that, that means we're going to kind of stay in the wheelhouse we're in right now, which is, you know, we, we, we want to make a fun game. It's kind of a, it's a one, it's a one single whole experience. The whole game is in that box and, you know, probably hopefully expansions outside of that. Right. But, but the game is the game. It's not going to be this big, expansive thing with add-ons and so on and so forth. So I thought it might be interesting to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so to to start with, I've never been a CCG person. It's not not something that I've been ever interested in. I've I've kind of tried to engage with those things here and there. Like back when I was in high school, I did you know the Star Wars CCG. Uh, I I tried that for a little bit. I never actually played Magic ever. I still have never played a single game of Magic in my entire life. Pretty sure we played Magic together with freak decks we got at what? Gen Con. Yeah, pretty sure oh. that happened. I have no memory of that. It may have happened. You're right. So I, you gave me the decks of cards because you said I don't ever want to do this. Okay, that that sounds like something I would do. Okay, <laughs> so so maybe I have played Magic before. I have no memory of it though. Um, uh, you know, I tried a couple of minis games here and there. There was the uh, BattleTech minis game in the early aughts that I tried a little bit and kind of was done with, uh, you know, Dice Masters, Marvel Dice Masters. I uh, tried that for a little while and it was fun, but it, you know, playing in the tournaments and things were not really, I wasn't good at it and mm-hmm. I and it just didn't really catch me. So I've never really connected well with a CCG of any type. Um, and and I, I, was, I understand that I just named a CCG and a minis game and a dice game. Uh, and only one of those three is a, collectible card game but you, mostly I mean, we were talking about cgs collectible games yeah games. right and but at any rate yeah i think everybody understands where, where i'm going whereas you you have actually engaged with those in a lot more detail yeah right true story right i, I love ccgs in theory mm-hmm. um what i hate about ccgs are um uh the expandableness of them is both a blessing and a curse right yeah. like i like the idea that there's always new cards coming out but most CCGs revolve around either friendly play or tournament play. Uh, friendly yep. play means you have to have a dedicated group of people that like to play, right? Yeah. Um, it can't just be one or two, right? I mean, I guess it could be, but like if you're not very equally matched, that's going to get old real fast right? Sure. for both people. Um, but the idea being that really, when you think about um, those games, that they're a very tournament focused, right? Yeah. Um, very long term playing, collecting, spending lots of money. And I hate that idea. I absolutely hate that idea um, because it sounds fun. And then, you know, like I was into Dice Masters for the first set and a half. And then after that, it just wasn't fun anymore because mm-hmm. it, there was you couldn't keep up, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. look at all these new cards. Blah, they're so cool. And I was like, just leave me alone, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that kind of happened. But I, I here's what I, I love to design a CCG. That sounds awesome. Okay. Sounds super fun. Okay. I'm never going to unless someone hires me to. In which mm-hmm. case, let, you know, you can call me seven seven hotel BTG. <laughs> hey Jason, I'd like to hire you to design my CCG at Jason on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I've got lots and lots of ideas. So call me. Um, but you know, the here's the the deal, right? The the big thing for us as designers is like so Gamecrafter right has the ability now to do randomized packs, oh yeah right? um, you could totally design a CCG and put it on Gamecrafter and sell like zero copies like you're with oh, your yeah. power to do that yeah I'm not going to do that because you have to buy for art playtesting mm-hmm. blah blah all that stuff it sounds terrible here's what does interest me though designing a CCG that is self contained. So really, it's just it's just a game, just a card game, right? But there is you you steal the best aspects of a CCG. So you take out collectible, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still you could play the game as if it were a Magic the Gathering or whatever, right? Except for everything is self-contained, with the exception of maybe you buy an expansion like a a new box, right? That includes a bunch of new cards, mm-hmm. but it is it is set, right? It is not like constant like um. 
I, I swear that there are games like that already. Sentinels of the Multiverse is actually a oh, fair, yeah. is a fair right. example yeah. of that, right? Perfect, right. They release new cards, but those new cards don't require you to like really be like, oh, I'm going to change all this out. It's just like, oh, I could play with these different people, right? Mm-hmm. Or I could add these cards to my deck and tweak the mm-hmm. way it plays. Um, that, to me, is cool, and I would love to work on something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of working on like a full-fledged CCG where it's really collectible, like you're going to take so much flack for that, right? Because there's just not... Um, there's The balancing it is really hard, right? And as long as it's collectible and, and there's... You know, common, uncommon, rare, super rare. You know, I gave my firstborn rare. Mm-hmm. As long as long as there's that, there's a problem with the game, right? Because either people who like gonna get really lucky, like when I played Dark Marvel Dice Masters, I got super lucky. I got the big expensive Black Widow card in like the fifth pack I opened, mm-hmm. um, and then there were cheaper versions of her. So I needed her dice, which I got in the cheaper versions, right? No problem. I had all the dice, had everything. Um, and and I got to be really good at the game because I had a really good card and I knew how to play games, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was amazing at the game, but um, so that or or you get the guy who spends like a gajillion dollars and buys mm-hmm. 47 boxes and gets all the cards and goes with that, right? Mm-hmm. Or poaches them online and stuff, right? Yeah. But that that's just pay to win, right? I mean, yes, you could luck into it, but yeah, but I, it still is it still it's, is a problem. It's pay for better odds. I don't know that it's true pay to win, right? Because you still have to play the game. I, I don't know. I got played Marvel Dice Masters. I lost one game out of like oh, 30. with that Black Widow? One game. <laughs> and I lost to a dude who was playing the same deck. Okay. <laughs> and I rolled really bad, and he barely beat me. Okay. I mean, so I'm not saying it buys you wins, yeah. but it was pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, hmm. So, but, but even so, I mean, I'm sure there are other games that are like that that are all self-contained that have all the same ideas, but but within all within one box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just am totally brain farting. Couldn't name a single one of those right now. Like, I mean, I like the games where you have here's um, like a small world or something like that. Here's factions, right? Smash yeah. Up's actually a great example of that, right? I know yeah. you don't like Smash Up, but that no, you're right. It's but it's a good example of that. Oh, I'll play mm-hmm. these two factions together. I smash them together and I play them. And then as long as more expansion comes out, I can keep smashing different things together and playing mm-hmm. them. Um, and they're probably, that game is, I have to assume that game is wicked unbalanced at this point because they've released so many that there have to be some combos that are just ridiculous. It's very likely, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. They must be doing a lot. I mean, you'd have to be doing a ton of playtesting sure. too. And maybe they are. I mean, I don't know. They're smart people. They're making mints, right? So maybe they are, but... Uh, I see yeah. that as likely a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think I don't wouldn't want to work on a game like that um, for several reasons. Number one, like I said, I don't play those types of games. Those types of games are not something that interest me. Um, and so I wouldn't want to put creative energy into something that I wouldn't see myself buying in the first place, you know? Um so there's that. There's also, you know, just just at our scale, the likelihood that we uh, we could sell something like that to, to a publisher is pretty slim, because you know, if you're going to make a real CCG, along with that comes an expectation of scale. You know, that that right. The only way, because the publisher is not going to make a ton of money on selling starter decks or selling base copies, right? All the money is in all the boosters. 
you right. know, and all the expansions and all the add-ons and stuff. And so that's that's a scale. That's a scale that a that a publisher needs to already be at to be able to produce at. And and not just the scale of production, but but the reach, the retail reach to get those boosters and that stuff in, in enough retail spots uh, uh, to make that a viable product for them. Well, not you know? to mention that when you think about CCGs that have come out of late, like things like Dice Masters and stuff, what what sells them? It's it's the IPs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it. Dice Masters is basically Couriers, yeah. which didn't sell enough copies. Mm-hmm. And But hey, guess what? Dice Masters does and, you know, DC... Dec- DC um, Dice Masters and oh yeah 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 you know Turtles Dice what I mean what right. all that stuff like mm-hmm. you know it sells copies right so yeah. Star Wars yeah Star Wars has some dice game Destiny or something Star Wars Destiny yeah I, think so. I don't know it looked pretty that sounds cool, right actually yeah. like, I'm sure it's great I was yeah. like oh don't I'm buy sure this great. stuff you don't want to buy it I guess they're already they're already doing like a complete revamp of the X Wing minis game like they're uh, releasing a whole new edition with new rules well yeah because I mean you could sell more stuff so yeah that's crazy to me that game's only been out for like two years yeah. Um, that's what happens. Anyway, side D and D minis did that several times. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess as long as you can still use all the same minis, it's not the end of the world. But right, D and D minis actually made it so you couldn't. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so um, and, and I don't think to, to finish that thought, I don't think that a publisher that would have that kind of scale and that kind of reach is someone that I would really have any chance at, at connecting with. And you know, and and that's yeah, a fair concern. I mean, I, I I could certainly pitch to them, but I don't think that they're going to. Um, the odds of them, <laughs> yeah, the odds of them saying, "Hey, this guy that I've never heard of that's only had a few games published before is the guy for us for our big new franchise game." That just the odds of that are pretty low. Um, right. and, and it's not it's not a conversation that I I have the confidence to have with a publisher at this point. Um, that said, that said, I mean. If you could, if you could connect with that, holy cow, holy cow! You'd I mean, be in business for a long time. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, magic, right? Magic is still is still around, and the and it's not from its own from from any other pre existing IP. It's it's Magic the Gathering, you know, because well, it was before. I mean, it's its own IP now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and there were other stuff that that was kind of popular in the past, like like what like. What Mage Knight was one years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else? I, I can't remember what else. Mage Knight was a big one. Um, I don't know, but yeah, but you you make a good point that the things that connect, the things that have longevity now, are the things with IPs, with big IPs connected to them. Um, that's the way to make it make sense, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, IPs, man, they're great. But so, I mean, I, I guess I'm so interested to hear people's feedback about. If you're a, not a big famous designer, like what, you know, what, what do you think about CCGs? And, you know, I mean, if I was a designer and an artist, I might, if I was like really good at both those things, I might make a CCG just because I could, like, it might just be fun, right? Like, I'll just make a CCG, still it on GameCraft or see what, see what's up. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's. I don't, I don't know. Otherwise, I would never because it just costs too much money, right? Yeah, it's not cheap. I, and the reason I got to think about this is actually because I I did I did experiment with the Game Crafter, uh, their ordering with what they can do now, right? Because for for a while now they've been able to do random packs. Yeah, and you said you got some of those. Yeah. 
So so that for a while they've they've made it possible for you to to upload a bunch of games, a bunch a bunch of different uh, cards, and assign rarities to them. I, I don't know mm-hmm. they have four or five levels of rarity that you can apply to them. Uh, and then and you can you can set it up in their system so uh, you can tell it how many cards you want in each in each set in each pack mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then uh, with each rarity how many of each rarity should go in there and then it'll just randomly pick them. Um, the other cool thing that they just started doing is is actual foil wrapped booster packs packs, um, and that's a, a new packaging option that they have. Uh, and I it, and so I had a uh, I had a project coming up for for work as a matter of fact, and I said, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for me to uh, for me to do something kind of my own way for this project, uh, and and actually try out the offering that game crafter has so i can kind of experience it uh and so i i ended up uh making kind of a just a simple s- stupid little uh uh um simple trick taking game thing it really just high number wins the round um with some extra rules it doesn't even matter talking about um and uh and i decided to to turn it into booster packs that i in or i ordered a bunch of them that i'm gonna be giving away in a meeting actually tomorrow oh cool yeah uh so, so and, and so i ordered them from game crafter and, and uh, they arrived last week and so i've got them now i haven't actually opened any yet because i didn't order i need i want to be responsible because this is going to be expense report things so i didn't order a bunch <laughs> of extra copies for myself you know um so i haven't actually opened any yet i need to make sure i have enough copies for everybody who's gonna be around the table tomorrow um but uh so this could be totally bad news bears so yeah so i don't even know what they're gonna look like and people will be sitting at that table opening <laughs> them up and they might look like garbage i don't know <laughs> but so the foil wrap packs themselves are are neat. Uh, it's it's a neat packaging option, but it was not cheap, right? So, right. yeah, I I think in the end each I I think I had six cards in a pack, uh, randomly sorted with the foil wrapped, and I think each one of those packs was like like four bucks or something, or just shy of four bucks, okay. which is kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. That um, is. How many cards? Six cards. I put six. And I think they'll they'll do up to eighteen. But I put six in there. I wonder what the packs would cost at eighteen cards. I'm not sure. I'm. Is it, I'm just curious if the foil is what's really expensive. The foil. The foil alone was like two dollars. Okay. So yeah. So it may be like six bucks or something. Maybe you like twelve yeah. cards or something there. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm. 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 I'm estimating. I. You know. Everybody out there, you can go to Game Crafter and pick. You know, look at it for yourself or right. do your own pricing. But I. But that said, they are nice looking. Uh, it's cool. not, it, it, they seem well made. They seem well packaged, um, and they they seem a little a little puffy or a little loose. But that's because I only have six cards, and it could fit up to what right. I, was sixteen right. or eighteen or something like that. So they could be a lot more full. So I I would not hold that against it. The fact that it seems a little right, loose, right, a little empty. Right. Um, but anyway, so thinking about that kind of got me thinking about the CCG and idea. And thinking, gosh, is there any merit to putting something on Game Crafter to making that a, a thing? And and I just don't know how you'd make any money off that, right? Um, right. Uh, but it's a cool function, right? It's a cool thing, uh, and I'm glad that they can do it. That's really awesome. At any rate, very awesome. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, builders. What do you guys think? Um, CCGs. I mean, is there? I don't know. Where 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 do we go from here? Right. Ma- magic will never be stopped right magic will be around for a long time it has been sweet card back forever yeah and and i don't know that um i don't know that anything will ever replace it i mean someday probably but you know 
People said yeah. that about Monopoly for a long time, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that anything will ever replace it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's interesting to think about. It's very interesting. So, But builders, if you have any thoughts on that, we'd love to hear what you got to say about it. Yeah. So tell us tell us your thoughts. Yeah. Okay. We want to know your thoughts. Not in that way, though. That sounds creepy. It sounds inappropriate. Yeah. What is where are Laverne's thoughts on the subject? Does, does, does Laverne have uh, anything against customizable or excuse me collectibles? Is, is Laverne into collectibles? That's a good question. Hmm. Would Laverne be into collectibles? What does a 1950s woman collect? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I do know that this uh, Sioux City Prickly Pear Soda, it's so sweet that it's like making the back of my throat sticky. I think you're, I feel like you're exaggerating. It's not that bad. It's pretty sweet <clears throat> and pretty syrupy. Your face is syrupy. Thank you. Okay. Well, I was going to say your face is sweet, but then that might be taken as a compliment. Mm. So. I chose to take the syrupy as a compliment. Yeah, so pitch a game, Jason. Wait, We're going to move on. Let's pitch a game. Yeah, that I've was got not, great ideas for a game. It's not Laverne. Where it's did Laverne not, go? Bring Laverne I back. I don't, I honestly, like, I'm not sure where Laverne comes from. Somewhere deep in my soul. <sighs> All right. I have to pitch a game. So here's the deal. Uh, I'm not prepared to pitch a game. So Good we're going to do a pitch challenge. Way to plan ahead, Jason. Yeah. Well, how many times are you not prepared to pitch a game? Every time. Uh, I would say one in four times. Okay, well, that's probably more than me. I feel like I'm generally prepared for pitches. Uh, no, I just haven't had time. Uh, work has been super duper crazy. And uh, yeah, so anyways, um, and I have just haven't been able to work on anything new because I'm working on some other stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a game idea that I want to pitch. Uh, I do. Because remember last time I said you made me think of an idea. Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I said I want to pitch that. I haven't been able to do much with it. So let's talk through the idea. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm thinking and why I think it would be cool. Okay. So you've seen Doctor Strange, you said, right? Yes. So something that was intriguing to me about Doctor Strange, other than all the magic and that not, not so great American accent. Um, <laughs> it's really not very good. It's not. Uh, but he's funny, so it's okay. Uh, here's what I was wondering about. In uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, Sanctum Sanctorum, what is, what is that called? I literally don't know keep, what it's keep called. Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't know either. You know what I'm talking about though, right? I don't, yeah, right. Whatever it's called. His his home base. I think it's the Sanctum Sanctorum. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, his base in New York that he's uh-huh. in. So when he's fighting the bad guys in that scene, and this is not a spoiler, the, he finds this these windows, right? That go to other places on the planet. Oh, yeah. And like he can spin the dial and it changes, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a cool scene where he like shoves somebody out and they're running back and he like changes it and then they're stuck like in the desert or something and yeah. sucks to be them. So, um, okay. So, anyways, I was thinking like, <clears throat> that's really neat. So, what I was, I was, this is what I was trying to come up with. What if um, you've got a board, right? Okay. Uh, a board across with, uh, um, with five different locations on it, mm-hmm. okay? And in the center of the board, like there are arrows, right? Basically, the three center ones are open at any given time. Five is not enough, now that I say that. Um, let's call it seven, right? Seven, okay? Um, yeah, so there's a center one. The next ones are also open, and then two on each side, right? 
And in the game, you are trying to, um, there are different places and you're trying to put things in the different places, right? <clears throat> For some reason, you want things in certain places, okay? You want to put things in things. Basically. And uh, what's happening is, in the game, you are manipulating which which portal is open, right? Or which door is open. And with that, um, what's happening and actually thinking about it now, I think having it be like a, uh, a board is a bad idea. I think it actually be better if it was just cards because then you could have them reverse around to the next slot. Right. So once it, once it hits a certain point, like you have, maybe you've got a strip at the bottom that's like shows where the seven slots go. And when it goes past that, then it goes back to the other side. Right. Like it's a circle. Right. So I can spin this dial and it's a circle. It's like a circle. It's cause it's, it's a circle. I don't understand. It's a sorry. It's a movie reference. Never mind. No, probably a dumb movie. It is a dumb movie. Is it Monty Python? No. In the the Dummy Dumbs. No. What movie is it? I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, of it. It's, you don't even know. It's the one where uh, uh, Kevin James and oh. Adam Sandler get married. Oh, oh, that's thinking of something else. I was thinking of the Hudsucker Proxy. No, that's a that's a really good the movie. The Hudsucker Proxy, though. Yeah, but he keeps showing everybody the drawing of the right. circle. You know, yeah. for kids. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great movie. No, this is this is the oh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, is that it? I don't know. Anyway, where those two two knuckleheads um, go to Canada to get to get married to try and scam some healthcare thing. Okay. And the uh, the priest who marries them in Canada um is I think it's Rob Schneider doing a really really bad stereotypical fake Asian thing. Oh, that's not good. It's it's awful. Yeah, glad we're it, talking about this. But this he's he's in the scene that when they get married, he's talking about the wedding ring and how it's a symbol of unity and everybody being connected to each other because it's a circle. And he just keeps going on and on and on about how it's a circle, and it's kind of funny. It's like the only funny thing in that movie, yeah. but it's it's kind of funny. I didn't see the movie because it looked terrible. Um, yeah, it was pretty terrible. And nothing will ever beat the wedding scene of Mowage. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. It's classic. Yeah. Twoo of. So yeah. anyways. Uh, anyways. So could you let me get back to my game pitch? Sure. Jerk face. Syrup face. You asked. <laughs> well, I didn't expect a 20 minute diatribe about it. Um, so, right. So on you've got you've got cards in your hand, right? Uh, and those cards are items that you want to put in certain locations. Uh, maybe there's a location assigned to you. Yeah, let's go with that. You have a location where you that's your place and you're trying to put good stuff there and not bad stuff, right? Um, and those cards can be spent in two different ways. They can be spent to as an item that you drop through one of the portals or they can be spent as turning the dial, right? In either direction. So three in either direction. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know. I'm spinning. Um so anyways, uh, those are your options, right? So you're on your turn. You're trying to decide, do I want to drop something in or do I want to um, spin it? Uh, maybe some of the items in addition could also be used to like block certain gateways. Like, oh, this one's closed. Closed. Um, so the idea being that you uh, have a reason to want to sort the things that you want to sort and the op- opponents have a reason they want to sort what they want to sort, right? So um, maybe, maybe, this is good, this is great. Uh, so you'd have other cards sitting out there, right? No, I guess it would, yeah, yeah, you'd have, everybody would have a card in front of them with their location on it, mm-hmm. right? And then you'd be putting piles of stuff that's in there um, 
And uh, I think that there would be ways when that portal was up that you could pull uh, cards back, pull items back out as well, right? Um, so maybe it's uh, maybe it's like a magic thing, right? And uh, certain things are hurting your powers and other things are making your powers more powerful, right? Um, and uh, you're trying to become the Sorcerer Supreme. That's already taken. You're trying to become... The sorcerer, the super duper sorcerer, right? Basically, um, I mean, that sounds like a game title, right there. Super duper sorcerer. It doesn't. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can put items in. You can pull items out. You collect items. Um, and uh, yeah. So so seven location cards. We're calling them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seven location cards on the table. And there are at any given time three doors open. Three doors open. Three doors open to three of those seven locations. Exactly. Alright. And you are trying you have a handful of of stuff, widgets, whatever we call them, right? right? Different types of widgets. And you want to you want to put your widgets in those locations. But you can only do that when there's when the door to that location is open. That's what you're saying. Here's an idea. Okay. What if you have two cards in front of you? One is what's in front of you, and the other thing is what's in your portal, right? So in your location. So you're, you start with a bunch of widgets in front of you, like actual pieces, right? The cards are putting widgets in, taking widgets out, spinning the dials. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go with that. What if the cards just have a number on them, right? One, two, three. I don't know. So other things, but... Mostly, let's say they have numbers on them, and those numbers are the number of things you can throw in to open portals or the number of spins you can do to move something. So if there are three doors there, I can take three of my items and toss them into portals, right, that are open. Maybe I put them all in one. Maybe I split them one by one. Maybe I do two in one, one in the other, none in the third. Does that make sense? So when you play the number card, you're only going to be putting things in. Or taking them out. I think you have the choice on your turn to do either, right? So if it's four, I can either take four in, put four out, put four in, take four out, or spin the wheel four times. As literally the simplest mechanic that lets you do the most choices. I'm brilliant. Hmm. So by spin the wheel, I think you'd probably need... Because it's not going to be an actual. Well, you could. You, well, what am I saying? You could have a spinner, right? You could just have a spin a spinner, and the arrow could point toward whatever the center thing is. And then, you know, if you if you have a spinner with seven pie slices on it, and the the arrow points to the middle one, and if you need three open, then then the, the one it's pointing to is open, and and the slices on either side of that are open. Well, I was. Um I mean, it's an excuse to use a spinner, Jason. <laughs> That's not how I was picturing it. I was thinking it was like moving it, right? So like I would, um, a spinning the wheel would be like turning it, like click, click, two clicks, right? So the, the thing on the bottom would go click, click, over. And now those three are open, not like reframe it completely. But you could use a spinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that would just add some more chaos to it, right? And some unpredictability right. is all. Then people complain um, about that though. Oh, well, too chaotic. so well, so so you could then you could say so your number is your number is deposit two, withdraw two, or whatever. Deposit X, withdraw X, 
um, turn X spaces or, or spin. Sure. Or use that to block a door and somebody to open it has to pay that amount. Oh. To re- boy, that could be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being pay that amount with another card. Yeah. So. Oh, I see. Not or, with your pieces, not right. with your widgets, but with, you know, like you would have to play another four on top of that or four ones on top of yes. it or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you start with a standard deck of cards, like of, of you have a pile of 20 cards, let's uh-huh. say, right? Um, or uh, that's probably too many. It's probably too many. Uh, let's say you start with like 12 cards, right? So I have 12 cards of a specific distribution, right? So when someone runs out of cards, everyone else gets another turn and then they, and then the game ends. Right? So and then you score based on what you got. And everybody would have a favorite material, which you know, if you're all like the blue wizard, the red wizard, the white wizard, the black wizard, mm-hmm. right? Then everybody's got their different things they care about based on that. So you're going to get triple points for every widget you have in your matching zone. You're going to get negative points for your opposites. For your opposite. And then, you know, One. then may, maybe, you, so that's two of your seven slices. Right. Then you're going to have two more slices where where it's an affinity, but not a purity. And so you get double points for that instead of triple. And then the other two are just, you know, standard single points or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That could be neat. Yeah. 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 Seven wizards. That's a bad name, but. I don't know. It, 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 I like it better if you can get a different theme on it. Right. But uh, but magic stuff right. works. Well, I mean, it really is just a ripoff of Doctor Strange with magic. So, I well, actually, I'm not sure that it is. Honestly, I mean, that's the inspiration for it. But it's it's you're not necessarily mirroring what he does in that movie or anything. Right. I mean, it's just a generic magic magic wizard competition. Which, you know, how many games are there out there about wizards in a competition? You know. I can only think of one. And it's not out there. Well, I feel the Kickstarter fell. I'm I'm thinking of, uh, but Div- the game was awesome when they first started with it. Yeah, I'm thinking of Divinair is an is a deduction game about oh. wizards casting spells in the competition. Yeah. You always said that was good, and we never played it. Yeah, we never did. Yeah, I gosh, I bought that at like one of my first Gen Cons, and you were like, "It's so good." It was I love neat. This game, it's it was good. Neat. It was great. Neat. I said great it just game. like that too. Yeah, I love it. Just like that. Um, it was good. Ugh. I'm sure there are other games out there about wizard competitions, wizard right. battles or something. There's got to be. Well, there's Dicey Mages. Dicey Mages? No, okay. That's Dicey Peaks. Dicey Peaks? I don't Dicey. know. Dicey. You, you could have said that that was a game and I would have believed you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mage Dice, you know. Uh-huh. Magey Dice. Magey Dice. Magic Mages. Magic Mages. Magic, Magic Magi. Dice. Yeah, Magic Magi. <laughs> <laughs> Super Sorcerers, you know... Um, Sorcerer, Schmorcerer. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah, um, it's good. That might be the winner. Um, I don't know. There's something. There's might be something there. There might yeah, be something there. So, anyways, yeah, that's just, not that's not bad. I love that you could use the cards in four different oh, ways. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That is cool. That'd be great. Literally, it's a card with a number, right? And you can use it in four different ways. Absolutely, I like that. I do too. The other the cards could actually have suits as well, and maybe the suits did something mm-hmm. right. Meaning, like, yeah. like to break the spell. If it's an offsuit, you need to hit twice the number. But if you can do it with the cards from the suit, you can do it in one. Well, that, I mean, thing. that could get expensive, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be too punishing, but I mean, sure. If you could, you could, you could find um, 
If you can find a way to keep it fun, not too punishing, not too challenging, suits could certainly add a layer to that. Absolutely. Well, and yeah. the thing to remember, well, and the suits could really just be like fire, ice, earth, wind. Yeah, that right. simple. If you're going to stick with the stupid magic thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but the nice thing about that is everyone would always have the same cards, right? So the idea that I, well, that's the other cool thing is they, well, they win it, right? Is say you had, we'll go back to 20 cards. That's too many. But let's say you had 20 cards. You would have a stack and you would draw like five, right? You could you could have 20 cards with, you know, uh, with five sets, one through four or something, right? Right. But what I'm saying is like, you wouldn't start with all the cards. Say you start with seven and every time uh-huh. you play one, you draw one. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But I kind of dig that. No, I don't mind it. 20 is too much, but 15 maybe. Yeah, that just depends on how long you want the game to go on. Yeah. yeah. Not forever. Well, no. The only thing is it would have to have a lot of widgets, right? Yeah, right, yeah. But though, the nice thing is you would have a set amount, right? Like, I would start with, everyone would start with a distribution of each, and that would be, so right? Yeah, I think you would need you would need to be able to play two cards per turn. That's fair, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that you could theoretically play a card to move the thing to where you want it to be, and then play another card to actually put your, your widgets there. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah, or maybe you could only ever place your widgets at the start of a turn and then move the thing after at the end of the turn. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably too punishing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sure, there could be a thing with that. There could be a thing there. That could be fun. Yeah. Gosh. I do agree there's probably a cooler theme than Wizards. Yeah, I'm hmm, and uh, trying to think about... Stargates. Trying to think about uh, just, you know, I don't know. You wanna you wanna get your get your things into the thing, uh, and I don't know. I mean, futuristic junk planet. With there's wormholes. Probably ten million different ways to do that thematically, and Give I'm and just take. brain farting on every Nine single million. one of them right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm farting in my brain tonight. It kind of sounds like it from over here. Yeah, it smells like it too. It's the prickly pear crap, man. It's the prickly pear. It's not. Oh boy, it's just not making me happy. Like I'm already on a sugar high, and I'm halfway through this thing. Ugh, too sweet. Ugh. 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 Nope, that was That's better. Got it. So you're on a sugar high right now, too. No. I'm just on a, I haven't slept much. I've probably slept an average of four hours a night in the last week. So okay. it's been a stressful time. Yeah. So, yeah been stressful sometimes your day job is stressful mm-hmm. it can still be rewarding and fun and very stressful it's been gonna... very rewarding and very fun but yeah. it's been very stressful i think this is all gonna get cut out because people don't care about that they care that i'm tired rob yeah they care about people you don't care about people but they care about people they care about all the people <laughs> it was not laverne i know no that was my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne loves when things happen with games. <laughs> Anyways, that was my guy from before. I just never gave him a name, but I feel like he's like a Dwayne. Dwayne. Like Dwayne T. I don't know what his last name is, but Dwayne T. Leonard. Dwayne T. Leonard. I like it. It's a great name. See, Rob, you just got to be willing to make an ass to yourself. That's what makes this show great. Yeah, Podcast BTG. Anyway, so really, 
Yeah, we should go. So thanks, everybody, for listening <laughs> to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. If you uh, want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to buildinggamepodcast.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Uh, Jason's at jaslingerland. I'm at poorly underscore design. Dwayne T. Leonard is at D-U-T Leonard. Uh, and uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Call our Google voice number at 770-TELL-BTG. Um, and um, uh, next week, uh, we'll we'll be back with a special guest, Dwayne T. Leonard. <laughs> so look forward to that. Or not. Look forward to that. Dwayne, I think, is, uh, is going to be the new... The new third host of the show. <laughs> so maybe maybe one of these nights we can get Andy Lennox back on. And he and Dwayne can fight over the, the true third secret host. I love that idea. Yeah, I miss you, Andy. Hey, I hear you, you've got a new uh, album coming out soon, Andy. So congratulations on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think you listen to the show anymore. I don't know. I hope you do. He doesn't. If you do, I miss you. I miss you. If you don't, then... Then I still miss you, Andy. Right. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. This is Dwayne T. Leonard and I approve of this message.